The Blunt Post with Vic. Good morning and welcome to The Blunt Post with Vic. I am your host, Vic Jarami, the editor and publisher of The Blunt Post. The Blunt Post with Vic is a program that covers national breaking and headline news, offers analysis and commentary, and I interview members of Congress and other high-profile public figures. I am thrilled that The Blunt Post with Vic is KPFK's Election 2020 Nerf Center. For the next approximately six weeks, I cover the elections on a national, regional, and local levels, coast to coast and A to Z. You can expect the latest news, new developments, poll numbers, races to watch, odd spots, and much more. I continue to interview members of Congress and other high-profile public figures. The Blunt Post with Vic will help those who are yet to get into the election mode and others who might be confused and inundated with contradictory information to figure out how to register to vote, check voter registration, check deadlines, and separate facts from fiction. Today, after the headlines, I have two interviews with the leaders of two particularly important democratic organizations. My first interview is with Jane Wishon, chair of the Westside Democratic Headquarters, followed by Melissa Grant, president of the Grassroots Democratic Headquarters. Here are some headlines from this morning and over the weekend. First, I'd like to say that 44 days are left until the November 3rd elections, and four states have already started voting. And those are Minnesota, Virginia, South Dakota, and Wyoming. The latest poll, which is the Wall Street Journal NBC News poll, shows that Vice President Joe Biden has a lead over Donald Trump of eight points. First, I'd like to talk about Justice Ginsburg, the beloved, iconic, and trailblazing Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died on Friday night from cancer. She was 87. Justice Ginsburg was appointed in 1993 by then-President Clinton. Among many causes, Justice Ginsburg was a crusader for equality, women's rights, and LGBT rights. She was playfully and notably dubbed the notorious RBG by a law student, a reference to the late Brooklyn-born rapper, the notorious B.I.G., and she later embraced the moniker. She, too, was born in Brooklyn and will be missed very much. Before she died, just a few days before, she dictated to her granddaughter, uh, Clara, and said, my most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. That was her last wish, and we should remember that. Thank you, everything that you gave us, Justice Ginsburg. In a very tasteless and, frankly, very offensive, rude fashion, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell issued a statement just an hour after Justice Ginsburg's passing was announced, saying that he intends to bring a vote to the Senate to replace her. Now, I don't know about other people, but when someone passes, there's a mourning period, and there should be no discussion of replacing them. But 
then again, we're talking about uh, Mitch McConnell and the current GOP. You can expect anything from them. And so since then, this has become a big issue for good reason. And I hope that nothing is done until we have an election on November 3rd. As of this morning, uh, Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski from Alaska and Senator Susan Collins from Maine have both pledged, or at least they've said that there should be no vote until there's an election, but we'll see. Now, Senate Republicans who hold the majority in the chamber only need 51 votes to confirm a new justice, you know, once someone is formally nominated. Now, currently, there are 53 GOP senators, meaning they can only lose three Republicans before the vice president, Mike Pence, uh, could cast a tie-breaking vote. Now, just to give you an idea of how long it takes to confirm Supreme Court justice, it took 89 days to confirm Brett Kavanaugh, 87 days for Elena Kagan, 72 days for Sonia Sotomayor, 92 days for Samuel Alito, and 72 days for John Roberts. So you can see how this is not just tasteless, but this is unprecedented. What uh, Trump and McConnell and Lindsey Graham want to do for the Supreme Court. And I think that uh, the American people are not going to take it well this time. As important as the fate of the Supreme Court is, I hope that we don't forget Bob Woodward's book, the tapes and what that meant and means and the role of Donald Trump not having told the American people the truth about COVID-19. I want to read you a little excerpt from Bob Woodward's book. He wrote that the president would tell, would tell him in February the virus was more deadly than even your strenuous flus. Yet publicly, he continued minimizing the risk, comparing it to the flu, and insisting it would go away while holding rallies and refusing to wear a mask. Uh, he tried to rationalize this to Woodward on March 19th by saying, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Uh, Woodward writes, Trump didn't understand us. The negligence and the intellectual incapacity is staggering to see in our leader. He has the megaphone. He had the information on January 28th. That's important. January 28th is when Donald Trump had the information. He continues, it's a grotesque, sad, tragic failure of Trump letting himself down, the Republican Party down, and the country down, and in fact, the world. The historians are going to put it all together as the lost month of February 2020. It's important to continue to report on COVID-19, those who have died and those that are effect infected in this country and throughout the world, and of course in California. So I want to give you uh, some numbers as of this morning. The U.S. death toll is at 202,000. In California, 15,023 people have died from COVID-19. In LA County, 6,330 people have died. Worldwide, we're getting close to the 1 million mark. 958,000 people have died from the coronavirus uh, so far. In addition to the presidential election, some of the Senate races are very important because 
ideally would like to not only win the White House back, but flip the Senate, keep the House, and not allow a Supreme Court justice to be appointed before the election. There are a few states that are hotspots that uh, need the support of Democrats. The first one being South Carolina. Of course, incumbent uh, Senator Lindsey Graham is kind of in a tie with Democratic Jamie Harrison. So that's definitely uh, something to look at and support. In Maine, uh, incumbent Senator Susan Collins, who, by the way, voted to confirm Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court, is up against uh, very popular Sarah Gideon, uh, who is Maine's state House Speaker. In Georgia, the incumbent is Republican Senator David Perdue, who is uh, against Democrat John Ossoff. In Iowa, the incumbent is Republican Senator Joni Ernst against Democrat Teresa Greenfield. And last, North Carolina, uh, the incumbent is Senator Tom Tillis going against former state Senator Cal Cunningham. There are other states that are pivotal and are sort of a toss-up, but those six are the probably the top ones right now. Now, I want to give you some numbers and stats and information, and you can check them uh, with the website that I'm going to provide at the end. Now, I'm sure most of you know, Election Day is Tuesday, November 3rd. The deadline to register online to vote is Monday, October 19th. The deadline for registering by mail to vote should be post postmarked by Monday, October 19th. The deadline to register in person to vote is Tuesday, November 3rd. Uh, conditional voter registration is a safety net for Californians who miss the deadlines to register to vote or update their voter registration information. Voters can use the conditional voter registration process from the day after the deadline all the way through election day. Eligible citizens can go to their county election office, polling place, or vote center to register and vote conditionally. These ballots will be processed once the county elections office has completed the voter registration verification process. All registered voters will automatically be mailed a vote-by-mail ballot for the November 3rd uh, general election. The early voting period runs from Monday, October 5th to Monday, November 2nd, uh, but dates and hours may vary based on where you live. You can also register and vote on election day. Now, if you're in California and you need more information to register to vote or just check your registration, you can go to register to vote dot ca dot gov. That's register to vote dot ca dot gov. Or if you are anywhere in the world, you can go to vote dot org for more information, resources, and to register. Let's get blunt. Let's get blunt. For today's Let's Get Blunt, I've been thinking since Friday when Justice Ginsburg passed, what will it take for the American people, at least those of us who are not in the Donald Trump cult, to rise up, to stand up and say enough is enough and this is just, this is our breaking point. I mean, with everything that's been unearthed with Bob Woodward's book and the tapes, 
about Trump lying to the American people about COVID-19, the fact that he could have prevented it from being this bad, and the lives of so many people, now over 200,000, the corruption of our attorney general, who's not acting as an attorney general, rather than almost like a personal attorney for Donald Trump protecting him, then appointing of DeJoy to the U.S. Postal Service by Trump, one of his former contributors, donors, and the sabotage of the Postal Service so that they can undermine the November 3rd vote. McConnell blocking over 200 bills since January of 2019, including holding hostage the HEROES Act, which would be another stimulus for American people who need it really badly. There's been one $1,200 check for the last six months for people who are unemployed, who've been laid off because of this virus. You have Donald Trump insulting our veterans and those heroes who have died in war, blackmailing states and governors who don't do as he says, who actually listen to scientists and doctors. And, uh, and now Supreme Court, you know, the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy of McConnell and Lindsey Graham pushing for the appointment of a Supreme Court justice before the election and all the tapes and all the interviews uh, where they are on record saying that that should not be done. President Obama was not allowed to um, get a Supreme Court justice confirmed when he had almost a year left to his presidency. The Republicans said, oh, it's, a, it's an election year. And yet here we have uh, McConnell trying to do that very thing. So what will it take for us to say, this is it? This is, it's, we've had it. And I don't have the answer to that. I know that um, many people, for them, with the passing of Justice Ginsburg and the rude and completely inappropriate move by Mitch McConnell, that was really a breaking point for people. And so we've just got to uh, keep standing up, keep speaking up, and keep being blunt. Let's get blunt. The Blunt Post with Vic. Jane Wishon is the chair of the Westside Democratic Headquarters and the political vice president of the Stonewall Democratic Club. She has held positions at several high-profile organizations, including as the board president for Marriage Equality USA, APLA Health, and a delegate to the California Democratic Party. Her experiences as a woman in a man's world forged her dedication to feminism, and her frustration over the 2016 presidential election results redirected her to resisting the current administration and its attempt to send our democracy back to the 18th century. Hello, Jane. Thank you for being on The Blunt Post with Vic. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, you know, in that final jet stream towards election day and trying to get everything everything done so we have a good outcome. Absolutely. You have lots on your plate. You are not only the chair of the Westside Democratic Headquarters, also the political vice president of the Stonewall Democratic Club, and uh, among others. Correct? Yep, some other things too, but they're all working in one direction, so that's good. Yeah. So before we get into specifics, um, I want your perspective and your take on where we are as a nation, politically and otherwise, today, since things change 
every few hours. <laughs> <laughs> As of right now, your perspective on, you know, I know that's a lot to ask in one question, but... Yeah, how many hours do we have? Right? <clears throat> um, exactly. Okay, so my, my cliff notes, if you will, of where I think we are. Um, I think that clearly we all know this is the election of many lifetimes um, and being held in a situation that is unlike any we've ever encountered. Um, not only do we have the COVID issues, uh, which make this questionable about how people could possibly vote in person, which is an important part of our democracy, the ability to go and vote in person. But we also have the issues surrounding Russian interference, the post department, postal department that uh, Trump is trying to defund and, and get rid of, and all the other issues. It's going to be a challenge, but we, there's just no two ways about it. We have got to prevail. It, you know, seriously, life on our planet depends on us prevailing. Absolutely. Well said. I'm glad that you brought up the Postal Service sabotage, among other things that Trump is trying to do to suppress vote and to cheat again. Because I mean, <laughs> let's face it, if, if it was yep. just a matter of voting, he wouldn't win. And he knows that. So he has to do uh, some sort of trickery, if you will. I have become cautiously optimistic in the last week in the wake of Bob Woodward's book and the revelations that Trump knew the seriousness of COVID-19 in late January and kept it from the American people, which resulted in, as we know, 200,000 plus people uh, dead and counting. And as well as I think the military community was very offended by his statements disparaging veterans, and for good reason. So I've become cautiously optimistic about the outcome of the election, of course, coupled with uh, some of the polling that we're seeing. What's your take on that? Well, I think clearly, as you said, if we had a fair election, he would be defeated. So I agree with you that I'm cautiously optimistic there is no room, however, for error. We have to win by overwhelming numbers so that he can't claim that it was somehow rigged the other way because he's a mirror. Good point. Everything he claims is actually what he's doing himself. So he claims we're rigging the election. That's because he's trying to rig the election. He claims that, you know, we're lying. That's because he's lying. Everything is a mirror with him. So um, I agree that the comments the in, totally inappropriate, outlandish things that he said about people who died for our country being losers, um, that coming on top of the, um, the known bounties, that he knew about the bounties that the Soviet Union, or no, no, Soviet Union, that Russia was offering to Taliban fighters um, to take out our troops. I think these things have definitely eroded the trust of our military in, in Trump. And I mean the every every person, uh, military person, you know, not the, not the leadership. Clearly most, much of the leadership has had doubts for a while. When you hear generals coming out and saying things about the commander in chief, yeah. you know, it's bad, right? So I think there is reason for cautious optimism, but what we have to do is we have to get people out voting. They will do everything they can to suppress the vote. And that's one reason that one of our coalition, so Westside Democratic Headquarters is 10 Democratic clubs. One of our Democratic clubs, the Stonewall Democratic Club, 
put together a stonewall.vote website, which has instructions for swing states, people in swing states, of how to verify that they're registered to vote, how to request a vote-by-mail ballot, and information about how it's super important to return those vote-by-mail ballots at least two weeks before Election Day. Uh, one of the issues can be um, it's in many states it's due by Election Day. And so within this postal environment, we need to give it at least two weeks for the ballot to be received. So, you know, we've just we have to pull out all the stops in all the locations, all the voters everywhere, get them out and get them voting, get voting at home, sending it in early because, you know, he's going to claim that we that we fudged it or something if it all comes down to counting vote by mail ballots days after the election. Yeah, he's already alluding to that. And you have Roger Stone coming out saying if he does lose, he should call martial law. Yeah. Well, we've seen his ability and his willingness to use uh, military forces both in Washington, D.C. and Western states, in Portland, for example. So um, he has no problem with with putting the military to his personal use, which is, I think, by definition, a facet of fascism. Um, so, um, that's why we well-intentioned, you know, good-hearted people all have to, to vote. And I think one of the important things also we have to do is to stop pointing fingers at and laughing at people who support him. I don't think that does us any good. I think it turns off people who may be wavering. I think that we have to understand that they have legit, in many cases, legitimate concerns about you know, where their jobs went or any of these other things that he pitched when he won in 2016. And so we need to make space for them to come back. We need to make space for them to realize their, the error of their ways and not accuse them of, of being stupid or anything else right. because they, they voted a way we didn't want them to vote in 2016. Absolutely. This is The Blunt Post with Vic. I am your host, Vic Jaramie, and you're listening to my interview with Jane Wishon, the chair of the Westside Democratic Headquarters. So, Jane, let's sort of go back to Westside Democratic Headquarters and your role as chair. If you can tell me a little bit about what you do, the organization, um, and your initiatives. Sure. Um so as I said, we're 10 Democratic clubs um, that are located around the west side of, of Los Angeles uh, County, and, and also two clubs that are countywide, with one of which is the Stonewall Democratic Club. The other is Heart of L.A., which is a feminist club. And we pulled together because, you know what, so much more gets done uh, when we collaborate and we work together. Right. Um, we're working with, like, West Side Young Dems and a bunch of other groups, Um You probably don't want me to read off the list of of clubs, but um, it's great because we pool resources, we pool knowledge, and we work together to to do things like phone banking, postcarding, and texting, and fundraising for the uh, congressional seats that we flipped last time in California, the seven seats, six of which now have Democratic incumbents, and unfortunately one of which we lost in a special election earlier this year, but we're supporting Christy Smith to take that seat back. Um, we're also working for, for um, I almost said President Biden. Uh, we're, we're also working for Vice President Biden, future President Biden, 
Um, and we're calling into states where there is a Senate seat on the ballot that we think that polling says can be flipped. So, uh, again, calling, texting, and postcarding. If people are interested in, in helping with any of that, um, they can go to the Westside Dems HQ, Westside Dem HQ, sorry, no S, demhq.org. Um, there's a volunteer button right at the top. You click on that, you give us an idea of what you're interested in helping on. But right now we're working, as I said, for future President Biden and also uh, calling into and texting and, and um, postcarding into Arizona, Iowa, North Carolina. Well, those seats all, we believe, have a really good chance with good effort on our part to, uh, to flip over to Democrats. Yeah. And we're helping to organize a big fundraiser that will happen on October 11th for, I believe, five Senate seats. So that would be Texas, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and Iowa for flipping those Senate seats. Because honestly, let's say the best thing happens and Biden and Harris get elected, but we don't get the Senate then Mitch McConnell's still going to do his thing where he right. is sitting he's sitting on hundreds of bills that yeah. have been passed by the house that can never get any farther because he refuses to give them a hearing and he's stacking our federal court system with people that we do not agree with he has he has blocked over 200 bills since January right. of 2019 that's right and there's like there have been visuals of what that stack of bill looks like it's feet tall <laughs> And it, things like Voting Rights Act, you know, that, that you know, the now we're calling it the John Lewis uh, Voting Rights Act. But, you know, things to help voters vote, things to help um, LGBT rights, things to help women's rights, um, things to help immigrants, environment, um, environment health care. All of mm -hmm. these are things, bills that have been passed through the House of Representatives. And in some cases with bipartisan support, and yet he refuses to give them a hearing because it's coming out of this House of Representatives and and he won't give the Democrats any wins. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think we should start calling it that McConnell is really holding the Congress hostage in a way. Yes, he definitely definitely what he's doing. I mean, Heroes Act, it's been almost six months since. Uh, Americans received one stimulus check of 1200 and right. since May 15th, he has held up HEROES Act. That's um, right. I think it's unconscionable, and now there's talk that it may not even make it. Well, and in the previous bill, the one that was passed, it gave more money to comp big companies than oh, it gave to, to everyday citizens or everyday um, it was a residents bailout. of our country. It was a bailout to big corporations, especially those close to Trump and donors and I mean, the, mm -hmm. the absurdity, the corruption, it's uh, the fraud. It's uh, unfathomable. It's unbelievable. It seems like it is. we somehow live in some sort of Eastern European country pre-1989. Uh, yes. The, the, what's happening like right in front of our eyes. It's absurd. You know, it seems like Westside Democratic Headquarters sort of has it all covered. You're helping Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on one side, the federal level, and the key Senate races, and then also locally, and uh, congressional um, seats like Christy Smith. Right. Uh, Christy Smith and Gil Cisneros. We did a fundraiser also for all seven of the, the ones that were flipped last time. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're only hampered by, you know, ha not having a, more volunteers. In other words, the more volunteers we have, the more calls we can make, the more swing states we can call um, because, they're, you know, we can't we don't want to add right. five more Senate seats right now to call for because then we have, you know, like 10 people calling for each Senate seat. We'd rather have more impact. So, um, and it's so, yeah, this is the Blunt Post with Vic. I am your host, Vic Jaramie, and you're listening to my interview with Jane Wishon, the chair of the Westside Democratic Headquarters. Yeah, so what you're saying is, is gives me an opportunity to say this. It's a 12-step slogan, and I love it. It's one of my favorite. It says, you cannot think yourself into right action. You can only act yourself into right thinking. Mm. So if you're sitting at home worried and thinking, you know, you're being pessimistic about the election, Act yourself into right thinking, and acting is to volunteer and to phone banking and to donate. And the way you can do that, or one way you can do that, is go to Westside Dem Westside HQ. Dem HQ. Dot org. Mm -hmm. and, and and one of the things, you know, the best antidote for worry is action. Right. So, um, and if you're not comfortable phone banking, or you're not sure how to phone bank, or what that means, um, we will. We will either train you or you can make calls to volunteers. You know, hey, you came and volunteered with us last week. Would you like to come again? I mean, those are clearly friendly calls um, that are not, you know, going to, I think, be intimidating for most people. But there are also other ways you can help out. Yeah. You can help out with the, you know, helping to do the arrangements for getting yard signs. We have yard signs, Biden-Harris yard signs. We could use help delivering those around West L.A. because to ship them is just exorbitant. So we're, we had them shipped here and we're like delivering them. I mean, there are lots of ways Absolutely. that people can help if, you know, if what we've already presented or you're not quite sure what that means or whatever. If you felt, go to the website, there's a button that says volunteer. You click on that. Tell us what, what you would like to do because our best our best approach is to match you up with what you want to do, then it's win for both of us. Yeah. And last thing we want, and many have said this, we don't want to wake up on November 4th and think, <sighs> I could have done this or I should have done more of that. So this is, you know, we've, we've been saying this since Gore versus Bush <laughs> in, two, 20, in year 2000, that this is, this is the most important election of our lifetime. But really, this is the most election of our lifetime. It just yep. cannot get any more critical. I think it's, uh, we just all have to go from, just go to the third level, you know, do 150% of what we can do in any way. And hopefully, I'm, I'm pretty confident we'll keep the house. I am optimistic about uh, winning back the Senate. Hopefully, <laughs> It's a long, it's a long shot, but hopefully we will also, uh, you know, well, they build some... on one another, though. You know, yeah. so if we win, if we hold the two congressional seats we won in Iowa last time, then that helps us to get that Iowa Senate seat, right? Which helps us to get Iowa for Biden. And you know what? For all the listeners out there, you're not alone. You're not the only one worrying. You're not the right. only one who isn't quite sure what to do. You're not the only one who knows they have to do something. That fight or flight you know, thing is kicking in for all of us. Yeah. But together, in community, we can make things really important happen. 
And I just and have to we sorry. All understand that. I just have to say this. If there's any way that we can have McConnell and Lindsey Graham not get reelected, that would be the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Because the damage they've done to this country, along with Trump and his cronies, it's uh, just just too much to even think about. So yeah, I, I do encourage uh, everyone who's able to uh, do their part, um, go to Westside Democratic Headquarters, which is westsidedemhq.org, and help in any capacity that uh, that you can, that you like. And Jane, any other things that uh, you'd like to discuss, bring up that I haven't covered? I think that you've really covered a lot and in, in all in good ways. Um, I okay. think that the model that we used in 2018 to get those congressional seats, and we were all really nervous about flipping the House of Representatives. We were so concerned that wasn't going to happen and what do we do? And everybody just poured on the energy and really worked their butts off and and so we did it and it felt good and that's how we want to feel the day after the election this time we want to know that we did it because the alternative is just incomprehensible for all of us yeah and after this year we definitely need to have something to celebrate (laughs) as we as we start the holiday season on november 3rd so um, with that, Jane, I want to thank you for um, being on The Blunt Post with Vic and your time. Um, I hope that we can chat more in the next couple of months because uh, the show is Election 2020 headquarters, and um, we're going to be discussing election A to Z and coast to coast from federal, regional, and even local level. So um, Wonderful. Love to have your love input. To- yeah, um, it's been. Uh, thank you for listening to me today. Um, I really enjoyed this, and um, I, I'm fascinated and and I'm I'm excited about your show and that you're turning thank this you. into election headquarters for all of us to listen in. Um, you're my favorite show, so thank, thank you. you for having me. Likewise, good luck, and we'll chat soon. Great, thank you. Bye. Bye. That was Jane Wishon, who is super busy right now. Up until November 3rd, she is the chair of the Westside Democratic Headquarters. Thank you, Jane, for being on The Blunt Post with Vic today. The Blunt Post with Vic. Melissa Grant is a partner and lead trial attorney at Capstone Law, APC, and the president of Grassroots Democrats Headquarters. Melissa has a long history of forming and running grassroots democratic organizations. The mission of the Grassroots Democrats HQ is to defend the seven congressional seats that she helped flip in 2018 when she was the chair of the Westside Democratic Headquarters. She works to flip the Senate and to take back the presidency. She's also President Emeritus of the Pacific Palisades Democratic Club after having served as the Pacific Palisades Democratic Club's president for seven years. Melissa is a 50th Assembly District delegate to the California Democratic Party, and she is a member of the prestigious Women's Political Committee, which supports women candidates for federal and state races around the country. In 2013, the Los Angeles County Democratic Party named her Democrat of the Year. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to The Blunt Post with Vic. How are you doing today? 
Pretty good. Nice to see you or hear you at least, Vic. Likewise. Thank you for being on the show. I know you, you're swamped right now, especially for the next six weeks. Oh, yes. Nothing could be more important than the next six weeks. That's for sure. Yeah. So I want to talk um, about what you do. You are the president of the Grassroots Democrats headquarters right here in uh, Southern California, West Side, uh, and you're involved in many different uh, things as well. And I just want to get your take on national, regional, local uh, elections and politics and what's happening. But before I get into any specifics, I want to ask you about your perspective with in regards to where we are uh, as of today, since things change every minute, it seems like in terms of uh, our road to November 3rd. Uh-huh. Can I, can I just briefly say, um, correct uh, one thing, and that is that, sure. or clarify one thing. Since COVID-19, we are, the Grassroots Dems HQ operations have gone completely virtual, and they're now nationwide. Oh, okay. So okay. we're not just uh, focusing on, on our volunteers aren't just from West LA, they're from all over the country. Oh, okay, I got you. I knew that your efforts were nationwide. I just didn't realize that there were other other groups or cells uh, throughout the country that are part of the group as well. Yes, yeah, that we thank have you. over 40 affiliates from all over the country. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you for letting me know about that. You got it. So yeah, tell me about your your take on where we are, where we're headed, and how things are as of today? Well, um, I would say I'm optimistic, but I, after 2016 and the lesson learned there, um, I am cautiously optimistic. And um, at least that we're going to uh, flip the White House, take it back. Um, and uh, I think as the days go on, I'm getting more confident that we could actually flip the Senate. Interestingly enough, the congressional races that we helped win in 2018, a couple of them are facing real strong challengers, and uh, that's giving us pause. So we're doing everything we can to, for example, reelect Harley Ruda and in CA 48 and reelect Gil Cisneros in CA 38. And then, of course, there's elect Christy Smith in CA 25. Mike Levin in CA 49 and uh, Katie Porter in CA 45 are not facing quite the same challengers, but everybody's got to pull out all the stops to make it to the finish line. I'm glad and you, we're, oh, sorry. I'm glad no, you, that's uh, okay. you, you brought them up because I've interviewed every single one of them except for Christy Smith, whom I hope to do soon. So I'm, I'm very optimistic that we can support all of them. That's great. We're also working to elect Amar Kampanajar in CA 50. Amar ran in uh, 2018, came very close uh, against Duncan Hunter, but now he's running against Daryl Issa, and he's recently been doing very well in the polls, and he's been named a named a blue, a red to blue um, district by the congressional Democrats. Fantastic. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> okay, well, I'm I'm glad. I think we we are pretty much in the same place. I tell people I'm very cautiously optimistic, 
especially with just not knowing what the Republicans will pull. They always have uh, tricks up their sleeve, so we shall see. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about what's happening with the post office and what the mail-in ballots are going to look like. I think it was uh, Congressman Mike Levin who was telling me that about two-thirds of Democrats are going to be voting by mail, where two-thirds of Republicans will be uh, doing it uh, in person, which, Mm -hmm. as you can see, that creates a doorway or an opportunity for Trump, who's been trying to sabotage the election. My show is The Blunt Post, so I'm pretty blunt about that, with with the help of his uh, henchmen. uh, His Russian uh, henchmen. Well, and, 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 and DeJoy. Right. You know, who's been just... It's just the corruption is uh, unfathomable. But I am also, yeah. again, back to Vice President Joe Biden's team, that they have all the right people in place that are monitoring all of this. So I want to go to uh, what you're doing at uh, Grassroots Democrats headquarters, so some of mm-hmm. your initiatives and efforts and such. Well, we're now running, I'd say, uh, around 36, and it's going to be increasing, believe it or not, Zoom volunteer engagement opportunities. Um, We run, uh, we've developed a partnership with Progressives for Biden. So we're running uh, Biden phone banks five days a week that are, and we've partnered with the middle tier indivisible groups throughout the country who are using our phone banking system to uh, phone bank for Biden-Harris. We also have um, phone banks for key Senate races, uh, including Mark Kelly in Arizona, Teresa Greenfield in Iowa, uh, Steve Bullock in Montana. Um, I know I'm leaving people out. Oh, my. Oh, Cal Cunningham in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. The Biden phone banks are focused on Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and the other top tier states that we the battleground states that we need to win and tier two. Um, And then, of course, we're doing phone banks and I should also say texting. We're texting as well. Um, Phone banks for the congressional candidates here in California, as well as Harald Tipernini, who's running in the District 6 in Arizona, the Maricopa County District, which is the largest um, congressional district in Arizona. And we're on the tail end of doing a massive amount of postcarding. We've had hundreds and hundreds of volunteers sending postcards in the in the multiple thousands, tens of thousands. But those will come to an end at the end of September. And we're also running training programs for the Biden campaign, training trainers, training the trainers that are all over the country for the Biden campaign. Wow, that's a lot. It is. (laughs) It's a lot. This is The Blunt Post with Vic. I am your host, Vic Jaramie. You are listening to my interview with Melissa Grant, the president of Grassroots Democrats Headquarters. I thank you, and I'm sure a lot of people thank you for all of that. It's such a, it's a crucial thing. I mean, I, I think every, every four years we say this is the election of our lifetime, but this is it. This is it. it. This is really it. This our democracy is at stake, and I, I share your concerns about the post office 
and uh, the intervention of, of uh, outside forces. It worries me that Trump is trying to set up the notion that uh, absentee ballots are supposed to be counted before Election Day, which is dead on false. So he can set up the notion that he should win on Election Day. I think I think um, that's absurd. I think it's frightening to at, think that this man what this man has done. Yeah. At some just, point, I think that Democrats and our leaders will just not stand for it. I, I just can't fathom uh, some of our m more courageous and, and really brilliant leaders like uh, Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and Maxine Waters will really let him just get away with something like that. No, um, there's actually, believe it or not, there is a fundraiser that Congressman Ted Lieu and Congressman Joe Nacuse are doing um, to help break an electoral college tie if it happens. Mm -hmm. There are um, how many? Let's see, seven districts that we need to flip in order to preserve our majority to control who gets selected as president should there be a tie in the electoral college well i'm glad you told me about that I've, i'm a big fan of uh, congressman ted Lieu as well if you give me your email I'll, I'll send you the invitation to it you got it for sure after the show so melissa if there are people listening and i'm sure there are who'd like to help volunteer uh, donate whatnot uh, how, where can you direct them how can they reach you or the organization they should go to our website grassrootsdems.org and there's a donate button there's also a volunteer pull down menu um, along with resources and events there's all the information they they need at the grassrootsdems.org I should also mention we have a fellowship program for young adults, um, which we have 30 fellows right now, and they're high school and college age and slightly old for college age that are working to help our operations uh, run. And we're wel we welcome any young person who wants to get involved. We'll put them to work. Uh, we also have phone banks specific specifically targeting young people. We have a millennial happy hour on Monday night, and we have texting and phone bank events where we're targeting young voters and using our fellows and other young volunteers to talk to young voters to get them to vote. That's fantastic. The Friday night one, happy hour. I love that for young voters. So that's um, grassrootsdems.org. Yes. If you want information, get connected, donate, volunteer, etc. Melissa, before I let you go, because I know you're super busy, what uh, what would you like to add if I've left anything out? Um, I don't think you've left anything out. I do want to give some credit to um, our executive director, Tamara Melzer-Levinson, and our field director, Davis Hahn. Without their leadership, we'd be up a creek. But we need as many volunteers. Take that anger that you feel and, and fear that you feel toward Trump and what's going on and channel it into doing constructive work to flip the Senate, keep the House, and take back the White House. So yeah. join us. Well said. If we do not want to wake up November 4th and have any regrets. Exactly. So, That's yeah. As Hillary Clinton recently said, this is it. It's not going to turn up where you can decide later. 
you got to do it now. Yeah. Amen. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for being on The Blunt Post with Vic. Appreciate your time. I hope to have you again soon uh, on this road that we're all on until uh, November 3rd. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it, and I'll come back whenever you ask me. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay. That was attorney and the president of Grassroots Democrats headquarters, Melissa Grant. Thank you for being on The Blunt Post with Vic, Melissa. I really appreciate your time. The Blunt Post with Vic. Today, I'd like to pay tribute to Justice Ginsburg by reading three quotes from her. The first one says, fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. The second one, she said, when I'm sometimes asked, when will there be enough women on the Supreme Court? And I say, when there are nine. People are shocked, but there've been nine men and nobody's ever raised a question about that. Indeed. And the last one she said, and of course this is a repeat, but it's important. She said, my most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. Before I go, I'd like to uh, thank my hardworking producer, Ricky Herrera, as always. And thank you for being with me again on The Blunt Post with Vic. Please tune in next Monday at 7 a.m. for another episode. Uh, for more information, please visit thebluntpostwithvic.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Vic Jaramie. Both Twitter and Instagram are at Vic Jaramie. V-I-C-G-E-R-A-M-I. The Blunt Post with Vic.